Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Hey, y'all. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Do you remember that song? I'm aging myself. Okay, so welcome to Sunday, October 4th. I have a language of letting go that I really love and I want to talk a little bit about, which was the September 30th reading. Happy October, by the way. Halloween is fast approaching and we are in fall here in Toronto. All right. That doesn't matter. Any of that. Not a victim. Uh, Yeah, I'll give my thoughts after this. You are not a victim. How deeply ingrained our self-image as a victim can be. How habitual our feelings of misery and helplessness. Victimization can be like a gray cloak that surrounds us, both attracting that which will victimize us and causing us to generate the feelings of victimization. Victimization can be so habitual that we may feel victimized even by the good things that happen to us. Got a new car? Yes, we sigh, but it doesn't run as well as I expected, and after all, it costs so much. You've got such a nice family. Yes, we sigh, but there are problems, and we've had such hard times. Well, your career is certainly going well. Ah, we sigh, but there is such a price to pay for success. All that extra paperwork. Oh, I have to put on my sock. There we go. I have learned that if we set our mind to it, we can have an incredible, almost awesome ability to find misery in any situation, even in the most wonderful of circumstances. Shoulders bent, head down, we shuffle through life, taking our blows. Be done with it. Take off the gray cloak of despair, negativity, and victimization. Hurl it. Let it blow away in the wind. We are not victims. We may have been victimized. We may have allowed ourselves to be victimized. We may have sought out, created, or recreated situations that victimized us. But we are not victims. We can stand in our power. We do not have to allow ourselves to be victimized. We do not have to let others victimize us. We do not have to seek out misery in either the most miserable or the best situations. We are free to stand in the glow of self-responsibility. Set a boundary. Deal with the anger. Tell someone no or stop that. Walk away from a relationship. Ask for what you need. Make choices and take responsibility for them. Explore options. Give yourself what you need. Stand up straight. Head up and reclaim your power. Claim responsibility for yourself and learn to enjoy what's good. Today, I will refuse to think, talk, speak, or act like a victim. Instead, I will joyfully claim responsibility for myself and focus on what's good and right in my life. I love this so much. Okay, so I have often said, because my sponsor says, victims don't do well in our program. I know that we live in a culture right now that's like, boundaries, it's all about boundaries. But that is a thing that makes us think it's the other person's fault and we have to protect ourselves. But I say set a boundary with yourself. There are two examples of this out of many that I have that I want to talk about right now. One of them is my beloved parents, who are victims in every possible way. 
My parents are retired. They do not have any financial fears or difficulties. Not I shouldn't say fears. They don't have any financial difficulties. They are well provided for. Uh, all of their children are healthy and happy. And now that I'm married, all of them are in relationships with significant others. Um, we all support ourselves. None of us are dependent on them. Uh, my parents have, they're moving now. Okay, so this is the example. My parents are moving and they have bought a bigger, newer, more beautiful house in a better area with a much better way of life. And you had have thought that they were, I don't know, way downgrading. Um, they have already decided that there were many things that they didn't see that they wish they would have saw. And they're actually losing space. And the basement has to be finished before we move in. And we'll just give it a year to see how it goes. And if we don't like it, then like this is a major move after 35 years. Everything in their life, they are moving four hours away. Who says that? We'll see how it goes. My parents complain about everything. You know, <laughs> their mattress has to be returned four times. The guy that did the cupboards in the kitchen had to come back because those aren't right. And the guy that did the shower didn't do it right. And, you know, they call the police on neighbors if they park a little bit over their sidewalk. Um, everything's always so devastating. They have all these health issues, which have zero diagnosis, by the way. And dad's losing his memory and he's getting Alzheimer's. And, you know, I think I have cancer. And it's just, it goes on and on and on. I don't know if I have ever heard my parents have any kind of gratitude or say how great their life is or how lucky they are. I Like, they made a bunch of money with their house sale and then they complained that it wasn't as much as they wanted. And, you know, I guess we don't have to worry because the pension is really good. And I just, like, look at them and marvel. And... Another example, and this is why gratitude is so important. Another example is my wonderful American husband has been complaining a little bit lately um, of the condo life and big city living in Toronto compared to a very different lifestyle in Nashville. And I made a comment about his complaining and how I understood it because he has left everything to be here with me. It's a major life adjustment. And he's like, well, I don't complain, do I? I think he was completely unaware of it. And I said, yeah, but I get it. I said, if you're still complaining in three months, it's like, okay, that's enough. But I said, you know, combined, you've been here six weeks. So I understand. Anyways, later on that day, and this is the wonderful um, product of people coming together that are seekers and that work to be better on themselves. Like I often say, I'm, I'm really saddened that a lot of people don't have the 12-step program. They don't have that kind of spirituality and that kind of model of making ourselves better and seeking a higher self and a higher power and all of those things. But there are lots of people that don't have a program but do have a program. It's just not the Alcoholics Anonymous 12-step program. And he is such a seeker. And so later on that day, we went to, um, in Peterborough, there's a petroglyph park. And a petroglyph is ancient uh, indigenous people's carvings into rock. I can't remember what the painting one is called. Pictograph, I think. Anyways, uh, he has a deep love, as do I, for indigenous spirituality. 
and he is a man of the land and of nature, which is part of the problem of what big city living in a condo does not provide him. And so we went to this park, and he often goes inward and meditates, and we were looking at these rocks, and we were in nature, and went into the little museum, and on the way back, he said, I have to apologize for my complaining. He said, I really thought about it, and what I learned today is to stop being a pussy. And to be grateful because he said, I actually love your condo, which I'm always correcting him. I'm like, ours, ours, everything that's mine is yours. He said, I love it and it's safe. And I know that I can leave you there and you're protected. And we don't have to worry about money and we don't have to, everything we need, we have. And so he apologized and said he's not going to complain anymore and he's going to buck up and be a man and start looking at it from that perspective of gratitude and humility and not complaining anymore. And so it is impossible to be a victim when you're grateful. Um, Victimization always places the power in someone else's hands, um, kind of like discrimination. And I know this is sort of controversial, but I put this on the table at the staff meeting the other day at church. I know discrimination exists. I absolutely refuse to accept it. Meaning when men or other people come at me um, or even, you know, complementarian churches, for example, that if you're a staunch complementarian church, women are not allowed to preach or teach. So when men or institutions don't approve of me preaching or don't allow me to do so, that's fine. But it, I, I refuse to accept that discrimination, which looks like I'll go somewhere else and do it. And yes, if I didn't have that option, would I feel differently? I don't know. I'm not a person who's able to say, if I was in this situation that I've never been in before, this is how I would, be- I would behave. Because I don't actually know how I would behave in a situation I've not been through. Because the intellectual understanding and the emotional reality are often two different things, as many of us can attest to in our lives, thinking we would behave one way and behaving a very different other. So for me, nobody can victimize me. Bad things can happen to me. I may be a victim of something, as the reading says, but I am not a victim. A victim is always poor me. A victim is always it's someone else's fault, and I refuse to accept that. I love how the 12-step program expects us as part of our recovery to stand up and take responsibility. That's also what the reading said. Stand up and take responsibility for what you can and accept and release the rest. Uh, There was something else I wanted to say. Let me look at the reading. Yeah. Set a boundary with yourself, man. I refuse to let myself spend more than five minutes on this. I refuse to let this situation make me snap at my coworkers. I refuse to let this situation steal any joy from my life because it's much like forgiveness. Forgiveness releases us from something, not the other person. Um, and I guess that's all I want to say. It's very early. That's why my voice is raspy. It's actually not very early. It's 8 a.m., But I have been up since five and I have missed you. So I hope you found that helpful. If you would like to contact me. Oh, I have a shout out for a birthday. Hang on a second. Do, 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 do. I'll do my own outro music. I think it's Adrienne, but let me make sure. Adrienne. 
Adrienne. Hi, Adrienne. Adrienne has two years. Oh my gosh, what a big flipping deal. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. I and many others that are listening celebrate your two years. So way to go, girl. Anywho, if you need to reach me, tell me about a sober birthday. You want to suggest a topic. You want me to talk about something. Um, You need support or guidance. You need a fourth step inventory format. I mean, you name it, email me. Just not inappropriate pictures or emails. I'm a married woman for God's sakes. You can email me twosoberchicks at gmail.com or Lisa. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter under at twosoberchicks. I love you. Talk to you soon.